Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. I'm once again here for the next stand hour on Radio TFI for this Sunday. Oh, did he did he just say Sunday? Sunday. I th- I think I said Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. November 3rd of 2019. I hope everybody got a chance to turn their uh, clocks back, got a little extra sleep. I know we did. I feel like a million dollars and uh over there sitting in uh, Queens, New York, feeling about a quarter, is uh, Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. And by the way, that's 25 cents before taxes. There you go. <laughs> oh, well, how you do? Other other than uh, looking like a zombie there, and not quite <laughs> sounding like one, but... Looking like one. How are you feeling otherwise? There, oh, fine, kids. And good morning, kids and kittens. Let's let's explain to the uh, to the folks and the folkettes what we're talking about here. I worked yesterday, which is why we are here live on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And I did not yes. finish. I did not finish up till uh, during near one a.m. daylight saving time. And I decided to make the two-hour drive home, which kind of only turned into an hour once the clock changed on my way back. So, which is why I decided I came, I drove two hours, kids and kittens. And by the way, I got to drive two hours back in a little while. Just for you folks. And you know why he did it? Yeah. He loves you. So no, he, he, did yeah, it because, he did it because he didn't put everything he needed to. In a place where he could access it up up north, <laughs> where I could have slept an extra two three hours. Oh. <laughs> we were up in the beautiful Catskill Mountains Sound all day right yesterday. Feet. Well into the night, it was cold. It was chilly. It was it was beautiful. Not a cloud in the sky, but man, was it cold. We were down right about freezing last night, and uh, and my feet are still talking about it. Now, tell me again, where, what was the name of that town that uh, you were, uh, Locust something or other? Well, that that's the on wrong a, town. Uh, that was a, the wrong, we were looking at it on the map. Uh, well, I, I, gave, I, I gave you the wrong oh. town. But the, the place we were shooting, where the set is, is Skunk's Misery Road. And that is just the name that, uh, just the name of the road. Uh, you don't need well, to know anything more except it's in the Catskills, please. We're closing that set down tomorrow anyway, so don't don't be making any trips. <laughs> yeah, well, if the skunks were miserable, uh, oh, you know it's a bad road to begin oh, with. Oh <laughs> man, the people aren't doing great either. 
It wasn't bad a week and a half ago when we were first there it, because the weather was pleasant. It was like outdoor air conditioning, but boy, oh boy, last night. Mm-mm-mm. But enough about work that I'm not usually supposed to talk about, but I felt that was... Uh... By the way, kids and kittens, yours truly will be looking at snow. That's S-N-O, my God. Uh, Thursday and Friday up where we're working up in the beautiful Catskill Mountain region of the Empire State. We've we've already looked at the snow. We've already had two days now. And, of course, like every year, Minnesotans who, by the end of winter, actually know, somewhat know what they're doing in the wintertime. The first couple of snows, man, it is just like terror incognito. Right, but you're in Minnesota. <laughs> You're in Minnesota. You get your first snow, what, 4th of July? Uh, well, no, it waited until uh, it waited till November 1st this time around. My goodness. How but, do you uh, live like that? Of course, of course, this is still the state that had, uh, oh, my goodness, how long ago was that? 1991, where we had, I think, tw- between three storms that came in, we had about 27 inches of snow. Yikes. And I'm proud of myself. I only got stuck in that crap once that entire oh. for that entire storm. I'm so, so proud. So yes, of you. I am I am doing my best Donald Trump and patting myself on the back. How's that working out for you? Can't pat myself. Well, it doesn't work too well considering my shoulder can barely reach back there anymore. Yeah. So I have to get a mannequin hand or something to help me out here. All right. Well, what do you say we we get into this uh, here stuff? Do you uh, have the uh, stock readings there, sir? I do not. You know what's funny? I do not because, and I'm going to go get them right now. No, I'm going to get them right no, now. No, no, no. Because somebody, I got this. Somebody posted them. Uh, somebody had a fantastic Twitter yeah. weekend. Uber is at thirty-one thirty-seven and falling, and falling. So. Good, good for you, Uber. You're doing fantastic. Meanwhile, Lyft, oh, is Lyft had a little bump at the end of the week there, up three point seven two percent, finishing the week at forty two dollars and ninety eight cents. Still a piece of crap buy, but and uh, all these companies are getting together now. I, I didn't didn't get the opportunity to read a lot this week, but I do know DoorDash, Uber, Lyft, uh, all these other Postmates. They're all getting together. They're throwing hundreds of millions of dollars to keep their workers, their people, from making more than much more than minimum wage. Why not just throw the money at the people that are doing the job for you? Hey, what do I know? Oh, I've got to the point here where I go out of my way. I order a lot of food uh, to be delivered, if you will. And um, there's actually only one service I use, even though they're their menu, their, uh, the people they deliver for aren't your Wendy's and Burger King and KFC and whatnot. They deliver more for established local restaurants and cool. um, places called Bite Squad. You've talked and about them before. So, at yeah. least at least privately, so, we, you've mentioned them. Yeah, I uh, that is the only service I use for any kind of uh, uh, food delivery. And we uh, definitely not using DoorDash. And I, before long, I'm going to make this very publicly well known out there on the social media here that uh, uh, 
that when you order DoorDash, your your um, delivery man is making uh, pennies on the dollar, and uh, DoorDash wants to keep it that way. Isn't isn't it so DoorDash? I realize, yes, this is California. Isn't it DoorDash that also keeps I'm sorry, the tips? I said, isn't it DoorDash that isn't also it DoorDash keeps the, that keeps the tips? Why do I? Keep, oh, that keeps the tips. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it does. at all. One of them does. If you tip on the app, they they apply that towards the driver's minimum. So let's say they tell the driver mm-hmm. they're supposed to get five dollars, and you tip two dollars. Mm-hmm. They they keep the two dollars. Uh, it'd be nice to know. I'm definitely going to look in that because that, uh, that of course, is there's always a way around that is is trying to have a little cash around the house, you know? Cash money. So, you know, have a couple of bucks. Yeah, exactly. They can't get their stinking hands on that if they, uh, no, if they you do. But I got a better idea. Just don't use, uh, don't use DoorDash along with what I've told you all along about using Uber and Lyft. So... Uh, did you know that uh, that uh, Uber was fighting this whole uh, uh, thing with the limit on the uh, limit on the number of cars that can be out? They were they took the whole situation to court and lost. Well, the lawsuit, yeah, they, it was dismissed. <laughs> Absolutely, I love it. They are they oh, are lawsuit to. Go ahead. I said, well, it clearly has not happened in a time frame that your old Uncle Ed had wanted it to happen. But this wall is coming down. It's all falling apart. They don't have the money to spread around like they used to. Or they don't. They're choosing not to. And people aren't accepting it anymore. They're not the golden child anymore. That, oh, everybody, uh, I got to take an Uber. I got to take an Uber. People, although there's still plenty of people, just follow Uber support on Twitter. And there's still a lot of nitwits out there who's, who who still don't understand that this company is robbing, cheating, thieving, stealing. Uh, I don't understand that if they talk to anybody at all, it's a computer algorithm. But but yes, it's falling apart. Oh, people, people complaining about that uh, all the time. I even... I even caught a few of them, if you will, on what I uh, I hashtagged uh, Tales from the Dark Side. If I can, here we go, yes. So, Uber, thanks for letting me, uh, or allowing me to talk directly to the driver. He said, <clears throat> he said, call Uber tomorrow and it'll be there tomorrow afternoon. When pressed, he said, the Uber office. Okay, whatever. Where do I go to pick up my bag tomorrow in uh, London? That was just one. Oh, here's one that's really cute. I even had to reply to it. Lyft drivers are the worst drivers that... I have to get by the fact that there's no uh, punctuation here. Lyft drivers are the worst drivers. That's why I... That's why I... Fuck. <laughs> Anyways, basically, she's saying that she uh, is going to switch. What took you so long? I'm tired, man. (laughs) Oh, I see. 
So anyways, I had basically what she was saying was, is I'm going to start using uh, Uber instead of Lyft is where I had to remind her that uh, is now a good time to tell you that at least 75% of the Lyft drivers also drive for Uber. Hey, hey. So, yeah, who'd have thunk it? Oh, apparently what happened was, I guess, Uber's uh, whatever phone line they have uh, crapped out at some point in time. And so people who were calling, thinking they were going to get a response anyways over the phone from Uber, well, you know, that was just one more. Uh, Let me tell you when that line crapped out. One more out. thing. I'll tell you when that uh, line when crapped out. The door. There you go. There you go. When they first opened it. Thank you, John, for stepping all over my. I'm going to go back to sleep now. I. I'm... Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> oh, yep. There you go. Um, speaking of the Uber stock, um, Uber Technologies Incorporated took a significant detour on the road to profitability three months ago with a draw dropping. $5.24 billion quarterly loss, uh, deepening its losses to more than $6 billion this fiscal year. So when the ride-hailing service reports third quarter financial result, results on Monday, investors are and analysts are bracing for much of the same. Uh, RBC Capital Ma Markets analyst Mark Mahan, that's way too many M's here, uh, expects a loss of $802 million or 89 cents a share on revenue of 3.7 billion up 26% from the same quarter a year ago. So there's still, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe Lyft is starting to pull itself out of the toilet a little bit, but Uber, eh, not so much. Well, they've got that. Not that lock to go They've got that lockup expiration date coming up on the 6th on Wednesday where the people who had Ooh, stocks early on, investors and uh, uh, employees who had stocks couldn't do anything with them until uh, 90 days after the IPO. So that day is Wednesday, November 6th. So this is going to be very interesting. Expect the, the stock to drop like a rock. It probably experts, some experts are claiming... Uh, possibly as much as 20% on Wednesday. That could be the, actually it could go more. That could be the day we see it dip into, uh, into the mid twenties, maybe lower. The day that Uber died. I wish I had a piano. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Was that pretty good or? It wasn't bad. Better <laughs> than I could have done. Okay. There's no question about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially with your lack of sleep. Who? What? Huh? Ma? I don't want to go to oh, school. Yeah, five, no, okay. Five more minutes, Ma, please. You know, I didn't. And he's trying to battle this. He saw the, I saw the, the industrial size uh, bottle of uh, Diet Dew here. So it's got no when he does decide he can go back to sleep, he'll be tossing and turning like uh, you know what here. It has no caffeine. Oh, oh. Are we going to have this argument again? We are not. You may. It has no I'm not. No caffeine. <laughs> Apparently, uh, 
No more curbside pickups and drop-offs for Uber and Lyft at Logan Airport. Yay, yay. Yeah. I've been to Logan. I've been to Logan. It's been now. Oh, when did Granny Annie and I go there? It's been, what, two two years now? Two summers ago we went out that way? Oh, Logan. Boston. Um, I don't remember. Logan, yes. Boston. I was thinking LAX. Yeah. So, no, apparently, and I wonder what, I mean, because we haven't heard anything, we haven't really heard anything out of Boston as far as uh, problems with Uber and Lyft go. So that's interesting in its own right, I guess. It, it sure is. But, um, but so they're not going to be able to pick up or drop at curbside. I don't know if they're going to have to go to some remote lot or some uh, area close by in one of the parking structures or just what the hell they're going to uh, have to do. But, hey, no mas, they say. No mas in Logan. I did, I did so. read something, and I apologize for not having details. It was a funky week. But there is some airport that is proposing was about to allow Uber, Lyft, and the like to line up in a first-come, first-serve kind of line. Hello, that's a taxi stand. In other words, where's the prearrangement? Yeah, they're not supposed to. Where's yeah. the prearrangement? It's, you know, God. I, I, again, I, I have, I'll look it up tomorrow. It's not happening today, kids. <laughs> here's my day today i, I just, just don't think if anybody's wondering here's my day two hours of uh award-winning radio excellence and then we'll finish this show uh off to get my prescription before i head back to the great white north but before that three hours of miami dolphins well i like to call it football you uh we'll talk about that in an hour or two Yes, and then maybe a little yes, nap. Indeed. Maybe Speaking a little, maybe a little nap. Hold on, I'm not done. Then maybe a little nap after the Dolphins game, or in the second half because that's usually when they blow it. But, uh, but they are playing the Jets <laughs> today, so we might have a shot. Oh, hey! By the way, speaking of our number two, we get to we get to uh, roll out the second edition, if you will. I don't suppose you got the updated music with that, or uh, by chance. What are you talking about updated? I mean, that was the theme, baby. Oh, that's going to be the theme now, forever and amen. There, there's your theme music. Shut up. Okay. Okay. Oh boy, <laughs> you're just you you just couldn't understand oh. why I why I put. And here's a you know the next edition of because I didn't want to record it 18 different times, I did it in one take. And even I have to admit it came out wonderfully. So just all you had to do was and suck it, it up last I, week, uh, okay? But we'll talk about all that because because this week apparently John has embraced Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine in a way that. Oh. Is really heartwarming to me, and I'm glad to see he's just all over it. You got to follow this boy on Twitter because he's just putting out all that stuff from last week. It's just I'm 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 happy to see that you're really taking off with it. 
Yeah, I like this. This is this is uh, it's actually kind of exciting for me, and you can actually follow that now on uh, at on Twitter at Wayback Shannon. Or excuse I, me, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Oh my God! Stop the presses. It's at Shannon Wayback is what it really is. Yes, just 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 yeah. come on over. I'm still getting used to it. Just 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 come on over to the uh, show Twitter account. You can find it from there. Whatever it's Pretty called. Much. Whatever it's called, you can find it from there. Oh, the by, oh, by the way, 754-800-2428. If you feel like joining into this conversation, uh, bring along bring along some more Mountain Dew if you if you do here, so we can try to keep Ed awake during the rest of the show. But good luck. However, you want to do it. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Well, you know what? It's been a fun. It's been a fun week. Uh, last week here, I'm real happy for the Washington uh, Nationals as they won their first, their franchise's first uh, uh, World Series. Yes, and I, I love me, I love me some Nationals fans because, <laughs> lo and behold, they had a special guest at Nationals Park. Yeah, they did, and. Uh, and if you haven't heard this by now, well, here's here it is for you. John, that that doesn't sound like take me out to the ball game. Well, I, I don't. I don't think it was a seventh inning stretch either. No, they they were stretching but, something, all right. Gee, what were they saying there, yes, John? They were. What was going on there? I don't know. What did what What did it sound like? It sounded something like uh, it sounded something like lock him up. That was uh, that was El Presidente visiting it, Game Five. Yes. Now uh, it was. And so he decided for just for the hell of it, he was going to go uh, going to go visit a UFC. Uh, what was it? 124, I think it was. Or, that went something uh, like this. He got booed out of the booed out of the arena there too. Oh, well, he hung around because that, you know that orange was, is the new black, I guess. That was Madison Square Garden. Uh, I read a tweet this morning. For, oh, is that where that happened? That happened at the Garden, and uh, I read a tweet this morning okay. from the junior Cheeto, who uh, said it was a very positive experience, and we heard very few boos. So Donald Trump Jr., please somebody get to get him to a, an ear doctor. Well, apparently, I think he got it wrong. He was drinking too much booze, and that's why he didn't hear the booze from the crowd. That could very well be, my friend. That's all I could. That's the only thing I could think of him. Hey, here's something. Uh, 
Here, here's something new and exciting for the Cheeto in charge. Christian leaders were laying hands on him, praying for him after the uh, ahead of the impeachment vote. The only thing I could think of is, is this is probably the first time in his life where people were laying hands on him as opposed to him laying their hands or him laying his hands on other people, especially females. Praise. So praise him. Gilchrist, my well, brother yeah. and my daddy. We all got together and we touched each other in ways to simulate the stroking and the petting that was going on in that there Oval Office that day. Hell, even <laughs> Gilchrist couldn't stomach that. My goodness gracious, that's who they're worshiping, Gilchrist. They ain't good enough for Jesus Christ. Of course, you all know Gilchrist is Jesus' cooler brother. That had to be the most disturbing photo <laughs> I have seen. And apparently this woman that has been named as his spiritual advisor, who's who even if I knew her name right now, I wouldn't repeat it. But she has made the request of her, of her loyal followers to, to uh, send her their January paychecks to ensure that the rest of the year good fortune will find their way. Holy smokes, Batman! What kind of a? I I mean, oh, I I just can't anymore. I, I I'm. Whatever you're playing. You can't find the words. <laughs> no, no. I, and I'll, t I'll tell you the truth. I, I, I'm, I'm just about at the point now where I don't want to see him resign from office. I want to see his butt kicked out. I want to see him voted out of office. That's that's what I, I want to see. I thought the same thing. You know, I, and it would I just, be a bigger bull. Yeah. Yes, it would, although he would call it fake. Remember, he calls the 2016 election fake, and he won. He's a sore winner. Well, hey, I guess we, had to, we guess we had to agree with him with that, then, didn't well, we? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, technically, you didn't win, but, well, you did. But it's funny, though. The Constitution makes sense when it gives him the Electoral College. But it, but now it's a fake yeah. and phony document when we're talking about the emoluments and uh, and be able to impeach. He's calling this impeach. They're calling this impeachment process Soviet style and and all sorts of things. Meanwhile, Republican most of the Republicans pissing and moaning about it are part of those committees. They can walk into those, you know, closed door meetings anytime they want. And by the way, these are rules set down by the Republicans. When, when they were in control. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's... John Boehner himself. Right. It's got to stop. I read something last week that really, really puzzled me. While all this is going on, Mitch Super Turtle McConnell is sitting on over 100 bills and not letting anything get done in the Senate. He, he's just holding holding things up. He needs to go as soon as uh, I read something the other day that said a likely scenario would be Pence resigns uh, and McConnell 
between McConnell, Trump, and all that, Pence resigns, Trump pardons him, they name a new vice president. This way, there's no chance that Pelosi becomes president. Which wouldn't surprise me at all, the sneaky... It's, listen, let's face it, it's only a, you know... Uh, you know, just a shade more than a year, and we will get to vote this uh, whole administration out. Not just Trump, but Pence and all the other minions that are along with them, and, and we'll be able to <laughs> cleanse ourselves. All we have to do is... Speaking of minions, <laughs> there was that video oh, from yeah. Halloween. Speaking of minions... Halloween. God. <laughs> Now, for those of you that didn't see it, and it's out there on social media, but I'll briefly explain it. So, so Trump and his uh, and his baby mama, they they host the annual Halloween party, and there's kids coming by in costumes, and you know it's the very complicated act of putting a candy bar into a trick or treat bag. So this one kid comes by, and most of the outfits are really, really good. I mean, these are people that have money. But he's in an inflatable minion uh, from the Despicable Me franchise. Uh, he's in an, an inflatable costume, and the top of it is flat. Now, the kid had a Halloween. He had a trick-or-treat bag. It's not like he didn't have any place to put it. But all Trump could seem to figure out was to tap him on the top of the Tap the candy bar on top of the costume and set it on set it on top of the costume, which then Melania did too for reasons unbeknownst. The candy falls off, uh, an aide picked it up, and but the kid couldn't see what. He, oh, I just, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm so disgusted. Well, and then if you think about it, what um, during uh, during the Obama administration. They actually had a. They actually had parties where President Obama was actually participating and you know having a good time with the kids and what have you. Here, here we have Melania and Donnie, you know, and just this like little reception line, if you will, and they just walk by and uh, here, you know, I guess he was putting it in the bag and yeah, uh, how boring, you know. Somebody posted a video. So I. I Somebody posted a video of Obama, uh, one of his Halloween things at the White House. And, and it was so nice to watch. He's interacting with the kids and, you know. Uh, yeah. It, it, it was just, he's down on the floor with them. It, 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 just being a person. Just being, you know. Because that's how a dad acts with kids. That's how a human being acts. When a four-year-old is dressed as Spider-Man, you he's Spider-Man. And you treat them as such. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, did you know though? Did you know that you and I are scum, human I, scum? Well, I'm. I've been called many that? things in my life. Well, I'm sure that's on the list. Yeah. Well, according to the uh, new White House uh, press secretary Stephanie Grisham. Uh, we're scum because we don't we don't support we don't support the president. What do you Anybody mean? Anybody who uh, uh, that's what she said. John. Story written by Andrew Well, what? How many times do you hear me say? I love that guy. Come on. 
Well, that's <laughs> I, I can't uh, I can't explain it. But White House uh, press secretary Stephanie Grisham on Thursday doubled down on her boss human scum attack on so-called no or excuse me never Trump Republicans. Yes. And seemingly expanded to include anyone who has worked against the president's agenda. You are human scum. I am human scum. And you know what? I couldn't be happier. Seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. I don't know. You can call me scum number one. You can call Ed scum number two. We've been called worse by better people. That's all I can that, say. Well, that there there is some truth to that. There's no. <laughs> oh, hey, but did hey did you did you pat El Presidente on the back there for uh, getting rid of uh, the ISIS leader Baghdadi? What's Who's in the bag, bag daddy? daddy now? Well, I, what was that? What I think is very interesting is was Trump's description of Al Baghdadi begging for his life and whimpering in the seconds before his death, and uh, nobody seems to be able to. He would have no that didn't happen. Nobody got that off. Nope, nobody that was there. <laughs> Apparently, Trump has that super hearing. That he can hear things that nobody else can. But that's your president, kids well, and kittens. That's stuff that's just playing in the back of his head. How he, uh, how he thought. As a matter of fact, uh, old El Baghdadi uh, went out in kind of a blaze of glory. It's a shame that he couldn't have just taken himself and not uh, two of his children. Right. Well. Um, as I understand, I understand the story. Apparently, he had a suicide vest on and um, a, a blew himself and his two kids to smithereens. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, glad to see he's gone. Uh, but and I was, I'll, I'll, I'll have to tell you, I was actually a little surprised that Trump didn't sit there and pat himself on the back more. Of course, he for this time was aware of one of his uh, tweets when uh, Osama bin Laden was killed. He made sure that, you know, that president Obama didn't try to take any of the glory. He said, uh, all he did, all he, was he did Navy was say, seal. Uh, Oh, well, yeah. All Obama did was say, okay, hell you were out playing golf when this went down. Yeah. So he, he was playing golf. Yeah. The photo that they took of him and his minions. There's that word again. Sitting around the table in the uh, in the the the, the war Situation room. room. That's the one. You could yeah. tell it was all uh-huh. it was all hurried because everything was disconnected. I mean, just you know, <laughs> people went out, and I promise you, he didn't make that decision. He was told about it later, or at the very last minute, so he didn't run his mouth. Because you see what he did Saturday night. He had to drop a tweet. Oh, something big coming tomorrow. Big announcement. And that was to, because uh, he can't hold it back. He's worse than a three-year-old at Christmas. I got a secret. I got a secret. <laughs> by, the, by the way, I have a very special on-the-moment tweet of the week here. It's from Jim at Jim Kilbane. I love being Teamster. Uh, he says, it's an old old article, but it's, it is foreshadowing. 
the Christian right and the rise of American fascism. It's a bumper sticker that says, and I quote, when fascism comes to America, it will be wrapped in the flag and carrying a cross. End of quote. And that was from Sinclair Lewis. Stop and think about that one, yeah. kids and kittens. Yeah, no kidding. Who's the one you have to be most no most wary kidding. of? Your your new best friend. Who's who's hugging up yeah. to you? That's who you have to be aware of. Your new bestest buddy. Trump's uh, supposedly uh, threatening to sue Minneapolis because Minneapolis is demanding he pay for the rally security. In Minneapolis. Um, still, yeah, the Minneapolis. Minneapolis, yes. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, also thank the Minneapolis He still refuses to pay for anything. so incredible what they've done. He refuses to pay for anything in his life. Period. Oh, yeah. This, is, this was not an, an official presidential visit. This was a campaign visit. I'll guarantee you that when Bernie Sanders... Actually, Bernie's coming to uh, uh, Minneapolis tonight, and he's uh, going to be there along with Ilhan Omar. I saw that on Twitter. I did and, see that. Uh, he, uh, originally, he was going to use uh, uh, Northrop Auditorium, which is a, I don't know, maybe a 2,000-seat venue uh, on the University of Minnesota campus. Their ticket requests uh, for this, by the way, uh, exceeded the expectations, and now they're going to be moving into... Williams Arena, which is the uh, the uh, basketball arena, University of Minnesota basketball team. That's the Golden that Gophers, holds, isn't it? Uh, the Golden Gophers, yes, indeed. Thank you. And yeah, I don't know what the capacity is in there. It's the uh, I'm thinking it's probably in the range of about sixteen, seventeen thousand people. Um, I I'm going to make an attempt to actually be there. Oh, good. I did you know, something. Yeah. I, go ahead. No, it's interesting. Uh, Trump went to Mississippi the other night, and ahead of that visit, someone put on Twitter, well, you know, before it comes out that there were 25,000 people in the arena with another 25,000 outside, put out the capacity. It's, it's a 10,000-seat facility. So somebody was just getting ahead of, oh, we have 25,000 inside, 40,000 outside. No, no, it's, you're, you're and the, the I, you think know, those, they, I think what they were doing is they were trying to count all the teeth. Instead oh, well. of the people, you know, this guy has 10 teeth. This one has 14 teeth, you know. Yeah, yeah, I can, so. I can see that. You barely get 25,000 in a 10,000 seat arena. But anyway. Anyway, so what else we got? Well, there, man? for them, it'll be just kind of like riding in the back of a pickup truck. You know, hey, pickup truck really technically only handles uh, maybe four or five people, but you got 10 of them there hanging on the back end of the pickup. So yeah. you got to count them, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey. So uh, Trumpy is moving uh, moving away from New York. He's calling Florida his home. I left to make room for him. Because, well, I think he finally figured out he was safe that you moved from Florida, so now he's safe. He... <laughs> well, so. there's a number of reasons, not the least of which 
He knows they're coming to get him in New York. Uh, and I, I, I just stumbled across a tweet from uh, El Presidente. Uh, I don't know if this is fresh or not. Referring to, it uh, must be fresh. Maybe it's fresh. Uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, has done a terrible job of forest management. I told him from the first day we met that he must, quote, clean, unquote, his forest floors, regardless of what his bosses, the environmentalists, demand of him. Must, must also do burns and cut fire stoppers. What the hell? The man has... Who... Yeah. Since when did he become an interest, uh, an expert in uh, forestry? Well, you remember when you sweep the floor like they do in Finland. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> remember last year he was talking about some other fires out in California, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you got to do a better job of sweeping the floor like they do in Finland. And, of course, the Finnish people are like, what the hell are you talking about? We don't sweep the forest floor. Mm. You know, it's dirt, and that's right where it belongs. It's dirt and forest debris, and that's na- actually the fires are nature. It's uh, We're just in the way. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. That's all. So uh, apparently, though, the, the uh, governor, the governor of New York, uh, basically said, his, said uh, good riddance oh, yeah. when uh, he declared that he yeah. Why don't you take all that crap you got with you there, uh, old Trumpy boy? Oh, yeah. Oh, 754-800-2428 once again. Hey, we will no longer have to worry about uh, debating the name of Mr. O'Rourke. Is it Beto? Is it Beto? No, it just doesn't matter. He's dropping. May, may I? We yeah. now We now pronounce it. See ya! <laughs> Pretty much. So, yep, he's uh, he's gone. He, um, I hate to say it, it's going to wind up being, whether we like it or not, it's going to be a, a battle of uh, geriatrics again here. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, all of them... Uh, into their 70s. Now, the only thing that Bernie has going for him is, is he does seem to have the ear and have the uh, the admiration of uh, many of young voters. That could probably be a uh, a big a big help. But those are your front runners, folks. And we're starting to narrow this field down a little bit. Yep, and, uh, and it's, a, it's a year cool. from this week. I'm sorry, what did you say? A year? Oh, the election, you mean? Yes, the election. Oh, oh. Well, they'll start the primary. Now, when will they start the primaries? In uh, March, I believe. Tom- tomorrow. March of next year will be the... I think it starts tomorrow. <laughs> the primaries? <laughs> yeah, feels like it. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Um. So it'll be one, two, and three. I feel sorry for Amy. You know, I still, I'd still love to see her, uh, but it's it's not going to happen. Hopefully, she'll get uh, uh, if uh, Bernie or Elizabeth uh, 
win. I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm just, just not into Joe. You know, Joe has had his chance on several occasions when he's run in the primaries and he's, you know, I'm sorry. There are a certain group of people that like him, but I think he is, he is kind of a status quo Democrat. And, uh, I will say this for a fact, the Democrats need some fresh ideas, you know? Well, right now it's just get, get this animal out of there. Yeah, this is true. Whoever's got the best chance of knocking, knocking Trump out of there. And I, I still think that, uh, who I still truly feel that whoever wins the democratic nomination is going to, they're going to have enough support to be able to, uh, evict Trump, especially if he su- survives this uh, whole impeachment thing. I think there are a lot of people who, uh, on the polls, when they say they they don't really want to see him impeached, I think a lot of those people probably uh, just like it, but they just want to see him. They want to see him gone, and maybe they think that uh, just waiting until the election is probably the path of least resistance, if you if you will. Well, bearing so, in mind. Bearing in mind, and everybody has to remember, being impeached does not mean being removed from office. It's a step, no, but no. but it's not in and of itself. It's not the be-all and end-all of, of that process. And as we sit right now, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, we're, we're a year away, literally a year away. And by the time this thing all drags out and the mm-hmm. politics plays out, it, again, I would much rather at this point see... Don't get me wrong. I would love to see him resign tomorrow. That being said, I second. I'd rather see him vo- voted out. This time, however, the Democrats, you all need to back whoever the nominee is. Don't get your your panties in a bunch simply because your person is not the nominee. Okay, not voting. Well, you saw what happened the last time, and this goes out to the Bernie people. Okay. See what happened the last time? You threw a little temper mm-hmm. tantrum. Eh, Bernie's not the nominee. Well, I feel for you. Okay, you had every right to be upset. But that being said, by you just holding back and, oh, well, we're going to show them. Yes, you showed us all. You showed us all. Now, clam up and do the right thing the next time. Whether it's Warren, whether it's Sanders, whether it's Buttigieg or whoever it is. Oh, even Joe. Or Joe. Or, or. Me. By the way, don't vote for me for president. That's too, Trump was right. It's too much work. I don't want that. It is running in whatever election you want me to. That I, I'm in it for the benefits, for the perks. Not lying. Vote Ed. Hey, you're a teamster. You probably get you probably get more uh, or better uh, uh, perks, if you will, than uh, your average uh, your average uh, government job. Uh, moving on moving on (laughs) hey check this out and I think it's about time to tell you the truth Uh, it is now legal all 50 states to breastfeed thank god I've been dying to do it yes (laughs) (laughs) What a I, I think I think that's. Uh... Wait a minute. Let's. What kind let's, of society? Wait a minute. Though? No, no. Stop, John. Let's finish the sentence. What? It's legal to breastfeed. 
in public? Yes. Okay, you have to say that. Oh, did I? You just said it's legal to breastfeed as if it's been illegal for 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 all all time immemorial. I I, I, I forgive me. I just assumed the listener knew what I was talking about. What do we My know about us? What do we know about assuming? Yes, sir. You are absolutely correct. Yes, Thank it you. is legal to breastfeed in public. Yes, in all fifty states. And I plan to in all oh, 50 my states. Well, let me know when you're ready to get started. I'll be there with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, somebody put a tweet at, and it made it made a lot of sense that eventually what's going to happen is, is now that we are getting into the age of, uh, you know, people uh, taking selfies, nude selfies and what have you. And I know this isn't related to breastfeeding at all but it just kind of springs from one to the other and we're talking about people that are out there making you know taking topless selfies and what have you and eventually you know somebody somebody that's going to be running for a higher office whether it's president senator whatever some their phone's going to get hacked pictures are going to be made public and this and that and the other thing and they were saying well what's going to happen when uh when you know, are we going to stop? Uh, are we we're we going to start saying, well, "Listen, it's it's not you shouldn't be uh, taking topless selfies." And I thought of it this way: Why why does this country have such a stigma on quote unquote nude you know nudity in general? Why is it such a big deal? Why why you know there was people that were making a big issue. Do uh, you remember the? Uh, also, when uh, in uh, Washington, when uh, those two young ladies uh, were behind, sitting behind a plate and decided to, to uh, give us a looky see there, I missed it. Flash the, flash. you missed it. I missed well, it. you know what? It really wasn't much to see, to be brutally honest with you. And and it was a glorified uh, publicity stunt. They tried to say it was something to make awareness of uh, breast cancer, but yet they were wearing t-shirts. From there, uh, they and they have a they have a website that I guess is uh, oh my god all Google all Google over boobies. Or oh, did you see this? Are you well, looking I'm, at it I'm, now? I'm finding it now. It's uh, you you go ahead. You keep talking. Yeah, it, they're not. No, a- it, it was, uh, it was a couple of girls. They were wearing yellow T-shirts. They they uh, I guess they were flashing the. Uh, uh, well, the pitcher was the one that had the one of the better. Uh, the Houston pitcher had a pretty, uh, pretty good view there, if you will. But um, I still say, okay, first off, who really cares? These girls, by the way, are Models. supposedly banned. They're banned for life uh, from any Major League Baseball stadium. First question is, how the hell are you going to pull that off? How, you, I, how are you going to ban these two girls from from any major league baseball park? Maybe not be able to get back into it with the park in Washington anymore. But hey, if they want to come to if they want to come to Minnesota or want to come to uh, Milwaukee or whatever, how the hell are they going to be stopped? Yeah, they're not going to be. And no, it, it's 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 what's the word there when a chicken sticks his chest out and. He's just uh, no pun intended, by the way. 
it's it's just a bunch of BS in my opinion. But these girls were just looking for publicity for a damn website as it is. And hey, that's up. Hey, that's on you if you want to take the chance and get kicked out of the game. Yeah. Maybe their mission was accomplished. Who knows? But uh, I think a lot of this ends when we get over the whole stigma that's associated um, in nudity in general or when a woman bears her breasts in public for whatever reason. Maybe she wants to get a suntan. Maybe she wants to breastfeed, not have to worry about being Houdini to be able to to, uh, try to slip the baby in the right spot to be able to feed him. Who knows? Maybe they're a hot model that care. just. Maybe they're just a hot model that w- wants to show the world what God gave them. Have you ever been? It, it's so funny. Have you ever been to a, a topless beach or a nude beach or anything like that? I have. You have. I have. That's no joke. I. I no, I. Have, I'm not doubting you. Um, it was so funny because uh, the fake Uber driver was telling me on their trip down to uh, down to California in San Diego. Hey, you know they've got nude beaches down there. Sure do. Yeah, I knew that. Never been there, but I, I've never been there. You have to realize that most of the people that go to those uh, beaches or go uh, go sunbathe uh, uh, topless or whatever. These are people that you know. These aren't the hot models. These are the people that. Uh, you, you know, you're not going there to see. Trust me, and they know that. Who cares? That, that that's bottom line is, is who cares. Well, when yeah. you do it in when you do it in South Florida, you've got a lot of uh, strippers. There's no joke, strippers who go there so they can have that full body mm-hmm. tan. That's who was there the day I was there. Yeah, I was naked, and so were they. Yeah, well, we were we hundred feet up. We were a hundred feet apart, but you know, I was still naked with strippers. Hey, and and you added that to your scrapbook of madness, I'm sure. Oh, you have no earthly idea. <laughs> no earthly idea. Oh man, I tell you, it was uh, no, it, it's it's to me, it's just not that big a deal. I mean, so so you go to in South Florida and you get a topless beach there. So yeah, you've got uh, an increased dosage of silicone then if you uh, if you uh, wish to uh, check that out you say it like it's a bad thing oh I hate I I absolutely hate fake boobs okay no ifs ands or buts about it I had a I had a dancer when I was driving cab in Vegas I had a dancer get in the cab and we got on the subject and she said, well, you know, I, I've had my boobs done and whatever. I said, why? Well, because if I wouldn't have, I've had three kids. If I wouldn't have, I'd be all stretch marks and nipples. Hmm. Well, well, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's time to move on and do something else with your life. But well, duh, but on I the other hand, so, you know, look, sometimes that that's done for their own, you know, uh, self-esteem. Uh, they may not have been blessed with the with the greatest of uh, of uh, mammary glands there, and yeah, and they just want to feel, you know, not all of them go for the extra balloon size, 
basketball. Some of them just want things firmed up and, you know, look. I wish I could get a, you know, something injected to make me look like I was 22 again. Yeah. After I lost, I tell you something, after I lost uh, that 70 pounds here over the last couple of years, um, yes, it's nice to have the weight off, but I got more stretched skin than I care to talk about. Well, that's going to happen, sir. That's going to happen. Yeah, and age happens, exactly. Age happens. When you lose a lot of weight, too, that happens. By the way, as I literally, a quick... I feel like it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, as a quick aside. Oh, I'm just going to say, I can... Wait, we're having some sort of an audio delay here, aren't we? Holy apparently, buckets. Apparently we are. So. You are going to have to play Dr. Uh, Dr van ness here and clean this up for the podcast indeed indeed i will uh what i was gonna say (laughs) i was gonna say apropos to nothing today is the new york city marathon and just as i was on heading my way home last night uh they were starting to barricade certain roads and and i think it's wonderful Uh, Fifty thousand people being chased through the streets of new york city used to be we did that just just to save our lives now they do it for fun there you go. So, uh, out of curiosity, they go anywhere other than Manhattan? Yes, they do. With that New York City Marathon? It's all five boroughs. It begins... It begins. Oh, it in, yeah, oh, yeah. Always has been. It begins in Staten Island, and they come across the Veranzano Narrows okay. Bridge. So, that covers Staten Island. Uh, and then they make their way through Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and the Bronx and loop back. Some of the boroughs, like, uh, well, again, Staten Island, they're only there to start the race. The Bronx, they just kind of come up. Mm-hmm. They're into the Bronx, and they come right back down into Manhattan. But they do step foot in every every borough, all five of them. But uh, the bulk of it is, I think, uh, Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. The finish line is Central Park. Mm. It's uh, it's a fascinating thing that so I. So I'm I, curious now. So are the. Is the uh, the game to the, the game today in uh, in uh, New Jersey? Of course, that doesn't matter. The Meadowlands or whatever they're calling the stadium these days, MetLife. Uh, MetLife. Are they playing the the Dolphins playing there? They are nope. playing in MetLife. Nope, they're playing in. Oh, what, they're playing in Miami. In what should be Joe Robbie Stadium, but. Uh, I, which is why I will be able to see the game today. Okay. All right. Well, what do we got here? We got about two minutes and some change before uh, we uh, end uh-uh. up to the uh, uh-uh. top of the hour. We ain't got nearly that What's much the time. We ain't got nearly that much time. Oh. You got about 10 seconds. Okay. What is it you'd like to say? Nine, eight. Seven. That's what I want to say. Six. Five. We'll see you on the other side. Look at that. You talked it right up.
I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Hey, Remus, I thought I told you to put that harmonica up your butt. Sorry, I farted, boss. 
Oh, go far to the office, Remus. Oh, the Uber's coming at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was drinking that in. Forgive me. All right, we're back here now. Hour two, the taxi stand hour here on Radio TFI again from uh, Egan, Minnesota. I am John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, Mr. Ed Van Ness, welcome back to the program, sir. I, I didn't realize I had left, but here we are. Well, we let you left the airwaves. You didn't leave your studio there, I guess I should say. I suppose not. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, my recording, uh, just a little behind the, uh, the scenes there, my recording wasn't what it should be. So I am not recording, just so you know. So you'll have to send me, yeah, I know, thumbs up. It's the wrong, it's the wrong appendage you tried to th- put up there. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> there you go. That's more like it. I'm number, actually, I'm number two in his life because he held up both middle fingers, folks. Moving on. <laughs> What do you want to oh. do, Bubby? Hey, what do you what what do you say here? I'm excited. I know you are. Got the hands on the reins. Oh my God. I can't control myself here. Look, take your hands Let's out of your pants. This. Are you ready? Are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. A look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. That must be my cue here, folks. Welcome back to another marvelous edition here of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine, where we'll look, we'll give you a future, a future look, a look into the future to, to uh, events from the past, something I'll, like that. That that's not I'll, the. A look ahead to the past. Into the future. A look ahead to the past. Okay, I'll get it right. Well, hey, let me write that down. Please do. A look ahead. Just do the bit. Do the bit. I am doing the bit. All right, well, here we go. This is, again, uh, next week's, if you will, events in history, where we see on uh, the 6th. By the way, this is still known in no particular chronological order here. My apologies to you. Uh, but... Abraham Lincoln on uh, 6 November of 1860. Abraham Lincoln was elected the 16th president of the United States. On but, 7 November, women in the... You were going to say something here? Yeah, but other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the show? <sighs> You're going to have to explain that one. He was shot in a the theater. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the show? By the way, since we're having this delay issue, you're going to have to look at me because I'm going to have something to say. (laughs) Okay. All right. 
All right, the 7 November 1893, uh, women in the U.S. state of Colorado are granted the right to vote, the second state to do so. I got nothing to say. You got nothing. Okay. (laughs) On 9 November 1906, Theodore Roosevelt is the first sitting president, and I was hoping he was sitting at the time, to make an official trip outside the country. He did so to inspect the process, excuse me, the progress of the Panama Canal. What have I told you about reading these things ahead of time? Yeah, 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 yeah. William Howard Taft is elected 27th uh, President of the United States on 3 November 1908. Wasn't he elected the... Uh, uh, you gotta look at me. I Go do? Well. <laughs> okay, you were saying? Nothing now, I've lost the... Go on, go on. Just wait for me. You lost the mojo. Okay, I got you. Take a beat. Okay. On on 5 uh, November of 1911, Roy Rogers uh, was born. What year? Uh, On uh, 1911, 5 November 1911. My goodness. Uh, Boots and saddles time, kids and kittens. What was he? He was... what was his uh, catchphrase? I just had it in my head. It wasn't Yippie Kaye? It was uh, was it Happy Trail? Happy Trails. Yippie Kaye. That was Bruce. Yes, that was Bruce Willis. Trail to you, and may we meet again, or until we meet again. Anyway, go ahead. Something like that. Something like that. All right. On the fourth of November of uh, nineteen sixteen, Walter Cronkite was born. That's the way it is. October 24th, 1971. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just, just give me a little time to drink this whole thing and like seeing Boulder Dam for the first time. <laughs> Art Carney, better known as Norton. Hey, Ruffy boy. Hey, Ruffy boy. Oh, born uh, the 4th of November of uh, 1918. He would have been 101 years old. Unfortunately, he left us in the year 2003. Uh, Born on 7 November of 1918, he would have been 101 years old, uh, the Reverend Billy Graham. Praise him! Not uh, not to be uh, not to be confused with the wrestler's superstar Billy Graham, but oh well, well I would never either here nor there. That would just be gauche. <laughs> also born November 9th of uh, nineteen eighteen, hundred years old, hundred one. If he'd have stayed with us, uh, Spiro Agnew, the former vice president, thirty ninth vice president of the United States, and all around dirtbag. Oh, now all around her, Peg. You're right. And we go from the shit pile to sweetness in general here, where uh, uh, Esther Roll, you remember her? 
Esther Roll is actually a native of Pompano Beach, Florida, which is the city right next to Fort Lauderdale. There is a street named Esther Roll Boulevard in beautiful Pompano Beach. There is. There is. Oh. And of course, if you, if, if you, if you don't know, she was, uh, oh, now what the hell was her good times. stage name in good time? Florida. Yeah. What the heck was her? Florida. Florida, that's right. I wonder if that was a coincidence. I doubt it. So anyway, anyways, uh, she would have been 99 years old. She was born on November 8th of 18 or 19, 18, 1920. Uh, born on, uh, boy, we could have just stayed with uh, Rosa Mendez here, couldn't we? Born on yeah, uh, November yeah. 3rd of 1921. Uh, Charles Bronson was uh, born. He left us in 2003. Uh, on uh, the 7th of November of 1922, Al Hurt, the American trumpet player and band leader, was born. He'd have been 97 had he not left us in uh, 1999. John, you're doing a fabulous job. Can we get to some people that are alive? Uh, I'd like to. I haven't found any, to be honest with you. you got to read this stuff before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the show. November 6th of 1928, Herbert Hoover, in my opinion, the worst uh, president in the United States, a uh, businessman, just like uh, just like their uh, old Trumpy boy. Hey, Trumpy boy. Hey, Trumpy boy. Uh, he was, yeah, he was elected the 31st president of the United States. And by the way, he doesn't think highly of you either. Oh. I know he doesn't, and I don't could care less. Back to births. Hey, guess what? This one's what? alive. I found I found one that's alive Ow. for you. Shocking. Um, oh, Bob Gibson. Oh, the uh, nastiest picture. The meanest, nastiest yeah, picture yeah. ever to take the map. You did not want to upset Bob Gibson. He would throw a baseball right through you. He probably still could. 84 years old. I was going to say, how old is Mr. Gibson? Because I'm not calling him Bob. I'm not presuming that. How about some current events or something? So what events? What happened on? uh... Oh, I'm getting to it. Take a Uh, pill here. Um, By the way, Bob Gibson was born November 9th, 1935. John does not show Uh, up for rehearsal. Here's an event for you. Go ahead. Uh, Here's an event for you. Uh, November 3rd, 1936, Franklin D. Roosevelt is re-elected President of the United States. I'm assuming now this is his second term. Don't assume. He's elected. Uh, You you need to do your research, sir. Hey, I had to give you this (laughs) birthday, though. Loretta Swift, by the way, who's still alive. Hot Lips. Is still alive. God bless her. Uh, she is 82 years old, born uh, uh, November 4th of 1937. So, so technically, I guess she's uh, she's still 81 until tomorrow. Technically. Oh, what else do we have here? Oh, here we go. Franklin Delano Roosevelt again, elected for a record fourth term. 
Hot dog. November 7th, 1944. Now, that was his fourth and last term, if I'm not mistaken, was it not? It, right, correct. He uh, he died during that term. He about I think it was a year and a half in. Oh, here's, here's a nice little uh, birthday for you of another one that's still alive. Sally Field. Oh. 73 years old the as fly- of the, the 6th of November. The Flying Nun. The Flying Nun. Absolutely loved her in that show. Who needs wings to fly? Those are the words for that song. I yeah okay. Uh, on November sixth of uh, nineteen forty-seven, Meet the Press, the longest-running television program in history, makes that its is, debut. That is correct. Actually, their podcast is called Nineteen Forty-Seven. Is it really? Yeah, I watch Meet the Press daily. I watch it all the time. I see. I dig Chuck Todd. Hey, happy birthday today. Today, today. To Larry Holmes. How the hell old is he? 70 70 years old. Oh, what else do we have here? And I bet he could still beat Roseanne Barr. Move on. He probably still could. Uh, Roseanne Barr uh, didn't die today so. again. Today is her she didn't die. She's 67 years old. Moving on. Born 3 November of 1952. Moving on. Oh, what else do we have here today? Or excuse me, as of the 7th, excuse me, uh, 1954. Um, in the U.S., Armistice Day became Veterans Day. What year? Of uh, 1954. Oh, really? I thought it happened much later. Nope. Hmm, I was wrong. Uh, Here's a a death to brighten your day. How's this? Um, Cy Young passed (laughs) away uh, November 4th of 1955. Why would that brighten my day? I understand he was... Well, I don't know. You're thinking of Ty Cobb. Uh, Why did I... I you're thinking of Ty well, Cobb. Oh, that's right. Ty Cobb is was one of the mean players too. Yes, slide deal with with spikes up. Spikes up. Yep, that was his so, mo. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Who do we have here? Hey, one of the Brady boys uh, turns uh, sixty-two years old this week. Uh, Christopher Knight. Wow, even Peter's older than me. Yeah, how about that? Okay, here we go. Lyndon Johnson on today, as of today, 55 years ago, November 3rd of 1964. Uh, Lyndon Johnson is elected to a full term, winning 61% of the vote and 44 states in the electoral college, if you will. And who did he beat? He uh, Lyndon Johnson beat Gold, was it Goldwater? Goldwater, Barry Goldwater. Yes. Barry Goldwater. Oh, what else do we have here? Uh, On November 8th of 1966, uh, President Johnson signs into law an antitrust exemption allowing the National Football League to merge with the upstart American Football League. Giving us what we have. That's how you have now. 
That's right. It's what we have today. How do you have now? National Football League. Hey, in 1967, November 9th, 1967, 52 years ago, the first issue of Rolling Stone magazine is published. I used to read that. And, of course, you're going to get... Yeah. Did you ever make it to the cover of the Rolling Stone? One one does not divulge such information in mixed companies. uh. Oh, what else do we have here now? Oh, and November 4th of 1980. Good old Ronnie is elected the 40th president of uh, these United States. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was on the... By the way, November by the 7th way, of 1980. by the way, that was the fir- very first presidential election I voted in. 1980. Uh, I would, yeah, I was just too young, just I barely would, not, just old, not enough. I was not. I was 17. I couldn't vote in that one. Right, I couldn't vote in 76 because I was 17. Ah. Uh, 19, uh, let's see, November 7th, 1980, Steve McQueen passed away. Yeah, it's been that long. Jeez. Oh, yeah, and that's something. November uh, 7th, 1991, Magic Johnson announces that he is infected with the HIV virus and retires from the NBA. Boy, I remember that day. That was something. That was huge news. Yes, it was. Uh, let's see what else we got here in, uh, oh, this was on, uh, 1995, November 6, 1995, Cleveland, uh, Browns, uh, owner Art Modell announces that oh. he signed a deal that would re- relocate the Cleveland Browns to Baltimore, which had not been with an NFL team since 1983 when the Colts moved to Indianapolis. When they snuck out of town. In the snow. Yeah, pretty much. In the, middle of the, in the middle of the night, too, didn't they? Yeah, and it was snowing. Yeah. And... Batman! Zap. Yes, that's right. We lost. On uh, November 3rd of 1998, we lost Bob Kane who uh, was the author and illustrator and uh, or the man who co- co- excuse me co-created Batman. That is correct. Come Co-cre- on, where is it? I'm Batman. Thank I'm you. Batman. But he see co-creator it's just recently that the co-creator has been getting credit. Bob Kane's been getting credit for decades now, but it was Bill Finger who actually came up with most of the Batman that we know today. He created the Joker. So oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Huh. Bob Bob Kane. I don't want to. I don't want to besmirch the man. So, go ahead. You keep doing right, your little well, show. We'll end it. We'll we'll be we'll leave it with this here. Uh, November fourth of two thousand and eight. And if you think back to that date, it's a heck of a lot more pleasant than what we're dealing with right now. 
But uh, Barack Obama becomes the first person of biracial or African-American descent to be elected to president of the United States. What was his name? And what was that? Oh, I think we called him Barack Obama. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. I Never guess. heard okay. of him. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we have. We got to get uh, a better ending. Yes, we do. Oh, wait a minute. You know, I, I, I did. I did. I did. But I forgot all about this. Just got a little dragged out. So we'll be back, believe it or not, here with uh, Ed and uh, John and Ed versus the spread. After this, the number one song from 50 years ago. Elvis Presley. kind of like choppy and stuff i wonder why but anyways there it is that was that was number one back in uh this week in uh 1969 by the way elvis presley and suspicious mind speaking of 19 right here on the taxi stand hour on radio dfi speaking of 1969 you know where i where i passed this week drove drove by twice and have basically been in the area of Woodstock. What's that? Woodstock. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an actual place. Oh. Yeah, yeah. A f- what? That was a big farm, was it not, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, it's actually a farm. But they've capitalized a little bit on the whole Woodstock name. Hey, why not? Make well, a couple what, bucks, who cares? What do you say? Are, are you ready for the segment that pays the bills on this uh Low wattage light bulb station. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's rock and roll, as they say. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread, your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John. First and a. Oh, I messed that up. Each week, John, safety, Shannon, and I will each choose three professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Guildchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Each of us will be able to swap out one game each week for any reason as long as it is done before the live show ends. 
Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Here we are, kids and kittens. Uh, wonderful good morning to you. And uh, just we want to apologize for the stink fest that we provided last week. Only, only by the f fact that the Dolphins were not nearly as inept as they could have been. Did we not go a combined 0-6 last week? We were a combined 1-5. So, uh, I think the less we talk about this stink fest, I think the better we're all going to be. Uh, for the record, for the record, if I can find the record. Now, last week, personally, I went... Uh, oh, God, it really was a stink fest. I went 6-9 and nine last week. It was not a good week. I oh. currently... Really, it's I can smell it now. Uh, your your boy Uncle Ed is currently sitting at sixty eight and sixty one at the end of last week's play. So we're gonna try this again. John Shannon, you currently have it. You currently have a three game lead. Uh, I'm at thirteen and eleven. You're at sixteen and eight. So, Mister Shannon, who pray tell? Is your first pick for this week? My my first pick is the Green Bay Packers, who are visiting uh, the L.A. Chargers, who need to recharge their battery or some damn thing here. But uh, Green Bay is going into L.A. as a uh, only a three and a half point favorite. Uh, Packers, I hate to say it, the Packers have been playing some pretty good football here of late. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Packers. Uh, giving up three and one half point. Now, just just I'm not taking this game for this segment, but I like the charges in that game because I I just don't think I I I think Green Bay's got a little bit more to prove. And uh, moving on, so this week your own Uncle Ed okay. is going. Is it okay if I go now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So anyway, so my first pick for the week is uh, Washington, we need a new name, football team, is visiting Buffalo. Washington's getting 10 points. Your old Uncle Ed has taken those 10 points, taken Washington. John? Okay, I'm writing that one down. All right, <laughs> next. <laughs> Next, we have the Minnesota Vikings visiting my my uh, birth city of Kansas City. It's a tough one for you. Yeah, it is a tough one. Uh, but I'm uh, Vikings are four point favorites going into Arrowhead. Uh, I have not still not heard whether or not Mahomes is playing. I guess we'll find out at kickoff, but um, which probably means he is playing. But I'm going to go ahead and take uh, take the Vikings, giving up four points going into Arrowhead. All righty. My second pick. It uh, continues my theme of AFC East. All AFC East this week. New England visits Baltimore. Baltimore, uh, I'm sorry, New England is only a four and a half point favorite. I think this is the week that uh, there are some chinks in the armor. In New England. So I'm taking Baltimore and taking those four and a half points. John, your final pick. 
Okay. Well, I had to save the best for last year, folks. Uh, my wonderfully new adopted team. Uh, don't do it. Those Miami Dolphins. Don't do it. <laughs> I they hate are you. Five and a half point. <laughs> I hate you. Five and a half point dogs. Uh, <laughs> against the visiting New York Jets. You're taking the Jets. I'm going to take those Miami Dolphins. No, I I'm going to take you. the Dolphins. See now, I've got to change. You ruined my whole. You ruined my whole theme. Because I was oh, taking I'm, the Dolphins. I'm sorry. Now I got to take somebody else. Yeah, I'm going to take getting five and a half. Uh, all right, all so right. I I apologize. I'm sorry. Look, hey, they have been my most reliable team. Shut up. Of late. Shut up. I can't take Houston well, Jacksonville. Oh, you can't take that one. That's right. They're they're playing right now. So let's yeah. uh, let's peruse the. Uh, you know what? The heck with you, and everything you stand for. So your old uncle Ed is now taking Tampa Bay visiting Seattle, getting five and a half points. That's my third game. So to recap, kids and kittens. John is taking Green Bay out in L.A., getting giving up three and a half points. His Vikings versus his Chiefs, uh, giving up four points. And my Dolphins getting five and a half points at home against the Jets. Meanwhile, I'm taking Washington, getting ten at Buffalo. I believe New England stumbles this week. They may not lose, but I think they're going to stumble. So I'm taking Baltimore and getting those four and a half points. And finally, because John's a cheater and took my pick and ruined my theme, I'm taking Tampa Bay visiting Seattle, getting five and a half points. Now, before we finish up, I just want to talk briefly about the Dolphins and how they've been playing. They were ahead 14-6 at the half of this game. And I was living life. Life was good. Then I, then I remembered they have to play the second half. And that seems to be where we're having our... Uh, we, that's what we need to eliminate from our game is the second half. So if we could just talk the league into letting us play 30 minutes, we'd be on to something there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. You got, any, you got anything else to say? Well, not... Uh, hey, you know what? I, hey, you should be happy I'm, I'm picking it the Dolphins. I'm not I'm happy picking you're picking them. Yeah. I, I don't like this because I wanted to pick them. That's two weeks in a row you did that to me. Two weeks in a row. You know, there there is one solution here. What's that? You could go first. I... Doesn't mean you won't pick you them. You go first. It doesn't mean you won't well, pick this them. This is true, but... I'd have to change it. No. It doesn't matter the order. You're going to do it anyway. See, I should ban you from picking well, the Dolphins, and I won't pick the Vikings. Maybe that's what we should do. Well, no, no, you can't, change, you can't change the rules like that, no. I can't. B is and B, S is an S. Accept it for what it is. It's a rigged system. Okay, Trumpy. <laughs> that concludes our... <laughs> Ha ha ha.
Oh, that's going to do it for Ed versus the John and Ed versus the spread. I'll get the name of this bit right nice one of try. these days. Nice try. Taking it all from me. Uh, that's going to conclude John and Ed versus the spread for this week. And as always, if you plan on using any of the information you've heard here to go out and spend real dough on gambling, John. Yeah, well, you're probably crazier than we both are at this particular moment. That's my boy. All righty, that's over with. That was exhausting. Oh. It yeah, was you exhausting. Did. You kind of looked like you were kind of trying to catch your breath there a little bit. I was just, I'm, I'm tired. And I'm tired of you picking my team, to be quite honest. I'm not going to lie oh. about that. Oh. I, I, I really, I, I'm really saddened you feel that way Wait, you are oh, not francis <laughs> hey hey what you know so i yeah i i got onto a little kick here every once in a while when i'm killing time uh, i just sit and watch youtube videos thank goodness for unlimited uh unlimited uh internet access there via at&t because I, and it sounds like you are the same here, we do share, we seem to share one thing in common here, and that is our love for um, old-time game shows. Uh, so I put out a poll here um, about that, and then what normally happens, I get a spattering of responses, but hey, it was enough as far as I'm concerned. I put up a, a list of... Uh, old-time game show hosts, uh, one of them being uh, Alan Ludden. Who remembers Alan Ludden out there? I do. I think the only, yeah, I think the only one he ever did was Password, if I'm not That's mistaken. That's not he true. anything else, did he? Not true. Oh, tell me. What, well, okay. there were different versions of Password. Different versions of Password, but not counting them, he did host at least one other show, and, and the name of it escapes me at the moment, but but I do know he. Uh, okay. He did at least one other show, and uh, go ahead. And talk. I don't know it's why from... this name come to mind. Tom Kennedy. Tom Kennedy. And to tell you the truth, yes, I forgot some of the shows he also did. Password for a while. For what didn't? What didn't he do? He did nighttime versions of oh. everything. He hosted everything. That man couldn't hold a job. <laughs> oh, then I forgot who the hell. Now, now hold on a second. Out. Hold on a second. Do you remember Jack Norris okay. from the old Beat the Clock? Yes, yes. Tom Kennedy's brother. Really, really. I'm trying to think of who else I put in there. I know the one that actually wound up winning this uh, survey. But there was one other one. Who the hell was it? Gene Rayburn. Help me out here, damn it. Well, that was the one. That was the, the top of the list. Well. Gene Rayburn's the guy I'd actually wanted to kind of dwell on here for and that whole uh, match game thing. There was one other guy that got one single vote. I forgot who it was. And then I'm also forgetting some other... Oh, Bob Barker it was. That's right. The Price is Right. And what did he start out with? Uh, 
What did he, what did, oh, but did Bob Barker start out with Truth or Consequences? Indeed he did. Yes, I remember Truth or Consequences. You know, there was a, t- there was a town in New Mexico, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, oh. and that, that was a publicity uh-huh. bit that the show did. And the town went and changed their name. Truth or con- Consequences. Did they really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's legit. I didn't know that. I thought they were still named Truth or Consequences. No, no, no. They were never named. I, they, uh, I don't I don't remember the original name, but. Okay, so what you're saying is the team or the, the town had a, a different name. Yes. And they changed their name to Truth or Consequences. Yes. It was all part. They were uh, They oh. were selected by the show. And they got whatever they got, uh, what whatever the, uh, at the time. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, anything else you want to know? Oh, uh, well, probably a few more things before it's all said and done, but, uh, so anyways, yeah, the top vote getter, uh, was Gene Rayburn, the, uh, the match game franchise. Um, that thing ran... For, I didn't realize, first off, I didn't know that uh, Gene Rayburn actually hosted the original yes. match game that had the whole difference set up with uh, only one. I think it had one was it one contestant and two celebrities in each panel. Yes. Ah, okay. Okay. And, uh, but that didn't have all the humor and everything like that. No. That, that was very... No, they canceled the show, and they, and and actually, when the match game, the match game that we've all come to know and love, when that came back, it wasn't quite what it was. Like anything, you know, it found its footing, but it was more humor oriented, mm-hmm. and you know, dumb Dora said, blah blah blah, old man Periwinkle. <laughs> Etc. Etc. Well, yes, I was a big fan was, of the match. Was that game. one of your favorite? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't get most of it at the time. You know. Well, no, we, you know, we were in our adolescence when uh, when it was out there. I but, was uh, 12, 11, 12 when it first came on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that came it on was, in the afternoon. Was, uh, But uh, was that your favorite? You, you said that was your favorite game show. Though. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's close. No? Hollywood Squares. Oh, you liked Hollywood Squares. I loved Hollywood Squares. And I've liked every version of it since. And, uh, you know, I, I was just more fascinated by the giant tic-tac-toe board. I used to come home for lunch. Oh, isn't that great? When I was in uh, elementary school, I came home for lunch. and I mean, I didn't have to cross the street. So I would get home just at 1130 when it was coming on. And uh, so I got there to, to watch the intro and the secret square and, and all that. And again, I didn't get all most of the jokes, but I just liked the whole concept of a giant tic-tac-toe board. 
No, and that that was cool. And you wondered, how did they get in that setting? How how, oh. how were they in those little cubes? Well, I figured it out. I saw I saw this the spiral staircases. I I I figured that one out in a hurry. But it just, uh, oh, I would have loved to have been on that set just to see it. They say the set was eighteen feet tall. Each square was six yeah. feet tall. Can you imagine? Could you imagine if Charlie Weaver was had had to be put up in the upper? Uh, there was a reason. Upper, uh, level of those. There's a reason. There was a reason Chuck was uh, down in that bottom left hand corner, so he didn't have to walk so far. Because he. Yeah, I was gonna say he probably he probably would have been gassed by the time he got up to the top <laughs> stair top of the spiral. You mean to take uh, the Wally Cox to take the Wally Cox square? Yeah, that was his square. Was it upper upper uh, upper, upper left, left? Wasn't it? Upper yeah, upper Wally. Right. Co- uh, no, upper left. Okay. upper left. Wally Cox in the upper left. Uh, Cliff Arquette. By the way, Rosanna Arquette's grandfather, Charlie mm-hmm. Weaver, in the bottom left. Uh, yep. Paul Lind in the center square. Your regulars were Maury mm-hmm. Amsterdam. Rose Marie. Rose Marie was on it a lot. She wasn't quite a regular. Uh-huh. She didn't have her. She generally sat in the uh, top row center, but that could change depending. And uh, when they revived it with John Davidson in the 80s, uh, 80s or 90s, they, for a couple of years, they made a trip to Hollywood, Florida, and they would go to the old Diplomat Hotel for a week's worth of shows, which they shot in one day, but... uh, uh, yeah, they would build the, build the whole set there outdoors. It was all outdoors. Oh, I think I remember that now. Yeah, and actually, one I year think I remember. Yeah, one year they uh, they didn't have the uh, the electronics hooked up for the X's and O's, so each each person uh-huh. in the square would have to like hang a circle, which was like a light preserver. Or, or for an X, it, I think it was two water skis crossed, you know, some such silliness like that. But yeah, yeah, they uh, mm-hmm. they were down in my neck of the woods every year for a couple of years. The old diplomat, which was, I think, that'd have been fun. Well, that'd have been fun to see, definitely. Yeah, it would have, but you know, some of us got to work, and yeah, I and bes- besides, it was Hollywood. In my case, go to school. Well, yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's for us old geezers. But, um, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, let's see. I, Game I sh- always, uh, with the with the Hollywood squares, uh, I always, uh, yeah, I, I liked that show. I, I thought I didn't don't know if I liked it quite as much as I did Match Game. Match Game was was one of my favorites. I, and I think that the thing of it was, was Gene Rayburn. I mean, uh, it's funny how they're trying to reincarnate that now with Alec Baldwin. He's and doing a very it, good it, job it on that, by the way. No, he's doing a very good job with that. I mean, I don't dislike it, but it isn't, to me, it isn't the same. Of course it's not the same, but maybe un, unlike previous attempts to revive that show, Look at what ABC did. They kept the shag carpet, the same set. They brought back everything from the old show. You can't bring back the old cast because they're dead. But uh, I think I think Baldwin's done a fine job with it. Now let's see if I can get this to play. 
If this works out, you're going to love me to pieces. Hold on. The following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Edie Adams, Don Adams, Raymond Burr, Charlie Weaver, Abby Dalton, Wally Cox, Rosemary, Milton Burrow, and Buddy Hackett, all in the Hollywood Squares. That was a very early one, Buddy Hackett. That might have been the first one. Yeah, it was. Uh, Buddy Hackett was the center square. When did they bring in Paul Lynn? Do you remember exactly? Uh, I think it was a couple years in, maybe season two. I mean, he was on, but he didn't become the center square. He didn't uh, become the center square, yeah. Until... Uh, but yeah, but getting back to the other, the other thing, I love Baldwin doing it. I mean, it it is what it, what it's going to be. Again, you can't, you can't undo the fact that, uh, look, the folks are dead. They're gone, and that's that. Oops, that that wasn't supposed to happen. But the hell was uh, that? So. You gotta love Get that ready one. to match the stars. Yeah, yes, definitely beautiful theme music. Look at you. Oh man. But the only thing that uh that I think kind of stunk a little bit was when they tried to merge the two games together in the match game Hollywood Squares Hour. Well, that was uh that was very, very uh, very, very I, I, I'm trying to to put a word to it. Uh, they they did their very best, but it just wasn't. Bowser was fine, yeah, it flopped kind like, of. Yeah. It flopped like a crappie. <laughs> it it could it could have been better. It could have been better. It, it was an interesting. It's time for the match game. Hollywood Square Hour. Here, we've got a day from the Lord. Harvey Benton. From Real People, Skip Stevenson. Allison Arndrin. Yeah. 
<sighs> I just thought I'd uh, <laughs> fill your day with that one a little bit. Now, if you noticed, oh my. the quote-unquote celebrities were like, eh, not so much. I mean, Barbie Benton was there. Barbie Benton was there, and believe me, she ran across. They had to walk across the entire stage to get to the set. Barbie Benton ran, and back in the day, watching Barbie Benton run was that was something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I just remembered being a uh, very, very happy man at that point in my life, watching that. Uh, But yeah, for the Bill Daly had come. He was on New Heart or just come off New Heart. The Bob Newhart show, and, and for the most part, it, uh-huh. it was a bunch of nobodies. A lot of, a lot of soap opera people, and uh, just you know, they did the best they could. I understand they did the best and they could with what they had. I absolutely love John Bowman. You know, I, I big fan of Shauna and I remember all the. Uh, when they were plugging the plugging the records back in in the uh, when they were selling them basically via uh, uh, TV marketing or whatever they did back then, where no CODs, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, uh, I I just wasn't impressed with him as a as a game show host. Now he has he's done a couple of other gigs at that, hasn't he? Not over the years. Bauman didn't he do some other. Uh, yeah. He might he might have honestly nothing really stands out. Uh nothing lasted for any length of time. Uh, uh you know, so it's uh I, I he, just wasn't impressed with it. He well, no, nobody was impressed with that show. Nobody was in it, And he just imp- didn't look the same. No, he he <laughs> you tried. Know, was, you know, I didn't expect I didn't expect John Bauman to come out, you know, dressed up as Bowser, but it just uh, the, the look with him, you know, in a, a fresh suit and you know, curly hair and uh, it just and it, part of the thing of having John Bauman in there, I think he got to have a little bit even if he uses that voice just a little bit. Well, Yeah, Granny Annie loves her from Price is Right. Well, you can't talk about this stuff without having the Price is Right in there. I mean, we could go on all day just yeah. with game show themes, but... Uh, yeah, you know, the Price is Right, I, I, you know, I watched it when I was a kid. I, um, I still like it, although I'm not a big... Uh, not a big Drew Carey fan, you know, and yeah, Bob yeah. Barker. Well, Bob Bob Barker's what about? Uh, uh, Jesus, he's got to be in his nineties by now. Oh yeah, but I still oh, think yeah. he could do a better job than Drew Carey. <laughs> well, but then again, Bob Barker is an older man now, and you know he, uh, you know, it was time for him to step down, and and he yeah. knew that. And he knew that. So let's see if we can't squeeze in one more here. See if you recognize this one.
Oh, I should, but I don't remember it. I'm going to do something that's very visual. This will give it to you. Oh, the dating game. The dating game. It was the dating game. What I did, Kids and Kittens, was I did the... uh, the the Jim uh, the Jim Lang thing where he would have the both couples there and they would all kiss their hand and throw a kiss to the audience. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. There were some actually some pretty well uh, well known names that uh, were on that, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Tom Selleck was on. It was a Tom Selleck was on it as a contestant. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There, there's a number of instances. Of people being on before they were celebrities. Kirstie Alley was on Match Game mm. as a contestant. Uh, you know, I just saw as I was going through the, the YouTube thing here. I'm not going to play it, but there's a, a clip there. One of, one of the best, funniest clips, certainly regarding game shows ever. Cliff Clavin from Cheers on Jeopardy. And... Uh, Every category, every category is in his wheelhouse. He he bets it all when he doesn't have to in Final Jeopardy. And the question is, I I forget names three people from history. What do they have in common? And Clavin, who Cliff, who had everybody beat, he could have bet zero and one. He you know, that's all he had to do, just bet zero. He bets it all. And uh, it's like, again, three peop- famous people from history. What do they have in common? His answer was, uh, uh, who, who are three people who have never been in my kitchen? <laughs> oh. And Trebek is like, that's wrong. Yeah, but they've never been in my kitchen, Alex. Well, well, that may be true, but that's not the, uh, the answer we were looking for. Not the, not the question we're looking for. Right, right. That not the proper response. Oh hey, do you remember a game show host by the name of uh, Bill Cullen? Bill Cullen. Oh my God! Here's another guy that hosted everything. There we. I could watch Bill the Cullen that, all day that long. Sticks out. Yeah. Very, very dry sense of humor. Love uh, them. Love them. But. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally agree with you on that one. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. What do we got going here? We have about a minute or so to go. Not even that, do we? We're, we're into the lightning round now. Hey, we're in the lightning round. Yes, we're not, indeed. That's what we're going to have to do someday. We're going to have to do a lightning round. I, I, This is a topic we should explore, A, with a little bit more research, and B, when we have a much better connection. Because it's uh, it's in the poo poo today. I, I, I totally agree. Yes, it is. But I'm sure you'll make you'll make do with it here. You'll chop it all up and sew it all back together again, and we'll have good quality radio to listen to. So in the meantime, that does it. Until next week. And by the way, God bless you there, Alex Trebek. <laughs> we'll see you next week. From Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Adios. See ya!